having my favorite kind of party, a single one-man party in my pants. Spank, 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 wank, 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 jiggle, 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 and you get out the spriggles. Taylor, you know what? I switched the output so I can oh, hear you. Shit. Right? <laughs> no, fuck. I it was just me alone there for a second. God damn it. <laughs> Ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? Long ago. Three boys in Northern Virginia lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when puberty and their separate lives attacked. Only this podcast, master of all the hours of their lives, could save them. And when the world needed it most, it happened. A hundred episodes passed, and my boys and I discovered a new pastime, Twitch streaming. And although our audio skills are great, we have a lot to learn before we're ready to stream to anyone. But I believe this podcast and all our related content can save the world i am your co-host taylor i'm your co-co-host brian and i'm jorge and welcome to are we friends the only show on the internet where three boys go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia this week brian's coming to us with a shared interest of ours what are we talking about this week brian it is very technically my uh topic this week but i will take it i'll take it i don't care it's Uh, your i thought this was taylor's it's, it see, might the problem be mine. Is Taylor, you're the one who you gave the idea. You're the one who said this. Case, today we are talking about <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender. Sorry to take away that that easy win from you. It Brian. really was. It, it, uh, it'll be fine. The more the episode goes on, the more you'll realize how funny it would have been if it was my topic. But gotcha. continue. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, so Avatar The Last Airbender, the show that was from 2006 to 2008, or 2005 to 2008 on Nickelodeon, which was an animation sensation that we talked about a little bit in our martial arts, across the nation, (laughs) that we talked about a little bit in our martial arts episode. Um, I think we talked about, like, how to how to recognize different martial arts by what style of bending they influenced (laughs) on the show. Um, So apart from that... It has just arrived back on Netflix, and I figure this is a pretty good opportunity for all it's, of us to freely watch it and freely talk about it. It is still number two, two in the U.S. right now, by the way. What the hell is beating Avatar? What it's, godlessness is this? Probably like, unco- I don't know, something. Probably Tiger King, probably. Tiger no, King. Tiger King's, it's it's not up there. Maybe Uncut Tiger Gems. King's over. There's a couple of things that could be. Anyway, it's fine. Two, two things. One, um, that intro was crazy. That was- and I guess we should mention that we do have a new show coming out on Twitch this Thursday and every Thursday thereafter at 7 p.m. Yes. Called Outlaws and Old Ones, which will Buckle be a, a kind of improvised Call of Cthulhu running campaign in a, in a small yeah. town. Lots of fun stuff You'll there. Be- uh, number number two. Gross. I watched the premiere of Avatar when it came out. I just wanted to. I wanted to really? start out with that. So flex. did I. Yeah, my yeah. brother and I sat down. Uh, we still had a CRT TV in our room, and we sat down cross-legged and watched it. What grade? What grade were we in? Uh, for me, that was like sixth grade, I think. So like middle yeah, school. I was, yeah, or I was. I was too busy starting starting out that burnout lifestyle, so <laughs> I did not get to to keep watching Avatar that run. I didn't get around to it till much later. Afterwards. No, that was my first real taste of nostalgia uh, when the finale finally came. I was in high school, and I think I was either in middle school or like the end of elementary school when it started. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I got to experience with a group of friends like going back to a simpler time, even though it was like from you know early pubescence yeah. to yeah, mid like- pubescence <laughs> or reverse that. But it was still awesome. Got me, gave me a taste, you know. Absolutely. Right. So what what are your plans for for going through this? So I actually wanted to start a little bit in reverse to how we usually do the episodes. I want to start with a segment. Um, our listener day. I've been posting. Sorry, I've been posting a bunch of Avatar memes, kind of getting everybody pumped and excited for this uh, episode, and kind of letting everyone know that Avatar is on Netflix because I'm a patriot and I'm trying to do my goddamn <laughs> patriotic duty by letting everyone know. I so think, I think a flag just draped behind you. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my country, tis of thee. Here is Are We Questions. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. 
So this one is from a listener named Danny, and it's a two-parter. And the first one is something for Are We Questions. If you could bend the elements, which would you choose? Bloodbending. Bloodbending, there we go. Immediately off the bat, no surprises out of Jorge's corner. (laughs) What about about y'all? You'd technically be a waterbender then? Sure. Because is that a result? It is waterbending. Yeah, it's the... I'm, I'm getting very quickly that you've not watched any Avatar. I, oh I was saying, I can't God, stress Brian. enough. The, I, I cannot stress enough. I've never watched the show. I've watched episodes of the show. Uh, the only thing that I have watched in full that is Avatar, like I've seen some episodes of Legend of Korra, I've seen whatever. The only thing nope. I've watched in full is Don't M. Night Shyamalan's nope, cinematic no. masterpiece, oh, Avatar The Last Airbender. I watched the entire film. Never seen it. Front to back. Frame by frame it. analysis doesn't must exist. Be, must be tough to go back to to the show after that. Yeah, I <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, I would oh, be I would be an yeah. earthbender. I would I would be an earthbender. I too uh, am an earthbender. I well, talked then about this I'm with a waterbender. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, water's taken, buddy. Piss then off. Then I'm an airbender. Ah, oh, that means you could def do pee bend. If you can do blood bending, <laughs> you can do piss bending, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> You imagine like like kind of jerking someone out doing the old bait and switch where you're shaking and you accidentally pee in your pants and they start laughing and go like psych bitch and you're just whipping water whipping someone with well, a pee stream. Well, when sorry, you, wait, when, who accidentally peed themselves? Also, you just I'm said- just saying like if you want to do the old bait and switch and you were the water bender and you peed yourself to produce water and then I also you started just, bending I also with, just the wa- say, with the pee. I just want to say you just said jerking someone out, which is probably another <laughs> way to water bend. Yeah, it sounded like yes. you said you jerk off the other yeah, person until they pee a little bit, and then you use that. To <laughs> and then you pull it out of them, and you kill them. Oh, my it. God. No, but I was talking about it with Emily when we were watching this, about like what kind of benders we would be. I think she wants to be a waterbender, too. Um, but I would absolutely be an earthbender. Um, somewhere between the Hungar typical earthbending style and the more um, Wind Chun style that Toph has. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I like. I, I think about like, oh, cool. It would be cool to do any of these other bendings. Like, no, I know myself. I'm a stubborn asshole, and I like. I want to. I want to fucking move some rocks around. Yeah, Boobie the uh, the the Airbenders are a little too monkey for me. Meaning I, I, in the style well, of monks, I, well, yeah. not monkeys. Monk esque. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not monkey. Monkey. <laughs> no. <dude. laughs> Monkish. What about, There's so what many other you, ways to say this. That I guess you don't really doing. know what makes makes you an earthbender, huh, Brian? I'm, st- I don't know. <laughs> I'm a fucking stubborn Taurus like Taylor. I don't know what to tell you. That's, That's fair. Yep. We do have okay. birthdays two days apart. <laughs> like we share a lot of astro astrology nonsense. Uh, oh, There's... the the honest answer, the honest answer, and I know all of them. Like I've seen fights with all of the types of things, so I know they're all very you know kung fu, you know cool flippy moves. Everybody has some insane stuff. I, I definitely think for me, I just, I'm going to say this in a nice way, a low center of gravity. So very much something that's more, <laughs> less floaty and flippy and tiring. Like I would be winded as an air, but I would be like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think water bending is a nice medium. Water bending would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like to go with the flow. So shut up. <laughs> What uh, what, was there another question from Danny is the second half of the question. Also, if you could create a fifth element to bend, what would it be? What what did we used to talk about, Taylor? Brick bending? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? In high school. Yeah, we used to talk about how uh, you you just you're in a schoolyard or something with a bunch of different benders. And you're like, oh, you're you're just a brick bender. And like, yeah, bring it on. And they like start doing a fire bending thing, like brick in the face. Curl a brick at him. <laughs> brick. Brick in the face, dude. It's, brick. Uh, McCall- I broke her hand. Brick. <laughs> brick. Brick again. Try to bend your little bullshit with a brick in your face. Pretty sure. I mean, I do feel McCauley- like you have to hit first, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone too. Just, he's clearly oh, the yeah, or- he's the original brick bender in that. <laughs> he's beaning people with bricks. <laughs> no, just Crazy. just beaning Daniel Stern in the head eight times with a brick. <laughs> It's true. Good. We also talked about how great it would be to be a firebender as a punk teenager, just so you could light your own cigarettes and never have to look for a lighter. Just, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you said Danny also meant said we should probably do one episode per book, right? That was his request. A lot of pressure. I will. Danny. 
I will I will even I'll, I'll raise the stakes a little bit. I would say one episode now as a general intro episode, and then and then maybe a, a detailed book by book series later on. Oh that'll, yeah, that'll give me time to watch the rest of it. So yeah, yes, because we can't. It simply cannot be done without everybody having Brian having seen them in the first place. Me having re- more recently rewatched them. Yeah, and Taylor, they came Taylor's out actually and I it, so. finished them in two, three days, and oh I've watched God. all of them almost again. <laughs> like, it, was it was just on all that's the time. Crazy, dude. They're, yeah, I mean, I like Avatar. I always have. It's one of my no, favorite I like it too. Time. It's just the the time, the time alone. Yeah, it's they're they're twenty minutes. They're roughly twenty minutes, maybe twenty two minutes. They do start going very smooth. Exactly. We haven't actually said what this is at all for anybody who hasn't watched Avatar. So sorry. Or, yeah, I'll break <laughs> it down. Are any of you out there? Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, in our for... fucking audience. Yeah. For you fucking troglodytes who have no idea what our Avatar the Last Air- <laughs> Right, okay. For our troglodytic moms. No. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay, no. So, uh, so I'm so happy my mom doesn't listen to this show. Um, which And my mom doesn't either, which means you only called You just Brian's called my mother. That. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Miller, I love you. I'm so you sorry. Um, so Avatar the Last Airbender is a story of, four, of a world in which there are four nations, uh, each of which exemplified or typified by one of the classical elements, earth, water, air, and fire. Uh, There is a war in which the Fire Nation, sort of a feudal Japan-themed nation, uh, has started a total war, uh, and they've committed a genocide on all of the air nomads. Now, the show takes place 100 years after the beginning of this war, where the Avatar, the only person who can bend all four elements, is rediscovered. He's been locked in ice and is still a 12-year-old boy who has to rapidly understand that 100 years have passed, the world has changed, and it needs him now more than ever. Uh, bending is when you just move around stuff of that element a bunch. Yeah, it's the manipulation yeah. of an element, usually to do cool flippy shit and to throw it at somebody else. And so pull it we, around and stuff. It's awesome. We mentioned those four <laughs> elements, but let's answer Danny's question really quick. If you could bend a fifth element, bricks are so, on the no. table, but what else So could the we immediate do? thing that came to mind, and it wouldn't make any sense, but I just immediately thought of it because of Captain Planet is the amazing fifth element, which is heart. So uh, heart bending. Nope. I don't That's know. just blood bending. Well, it's I know that's why I said it's it just sense. like you can you can roll charm person like that in real really, life. That's really, like... what it would be would be something like emotional bending, but that's not an element. I just like to bring up the fact that they thought heart was enough of an element to put it in Captain Planet when he's clearly about you know the planet, like he's actually yeah, about the elements, like literally. They, they made the Latino kid take it. it was right? the, I, Oh yeah. yes, the, I, I think he's South American. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. He is. Um, all, oh, all, dude, I'll edge lord this answer out right now. I'll, since Danny's such a big fan, I'll give him a legitimate answer. And I've it's, got a I legit think, one too. For me, light bending, dude. Easy. Oh, that's pretty sick. I didn't even light think about bending. Like the cool. actual. Don't think just like sunlight. I mean, like the actual like light science light, like know? waves. Because then you can make yes, both things or super part bright it. or make things super dark. Or, like, actually hurt people. Bend it around, know. move it. Yeah, like... Um, I want to go Aristotelian with it and say ether, uh, which was his fifth <sighs> element. Like, that's that which is in space. Uh, which, frankly, I would just imagine, like, I give people radiation poisoning or something. <laughs> like, ex- exposing <laughs> them to the, cox, uh, the, the cosmic the cox. element. The cox of space. Exposing them to the coccyx element. Yeah, but well, all the shit that we thought was in space, I think, would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would just be so. emotionally manipulative. Want to go back to your to your description a little bit, Taylor? I hate to nitpick, but I feel like it's you not it for nations. Time, you do it every time, though. It's very interesting. How that I happens. like to nitpick, Taylor. Uh, can you name me any nation apart from the Fire Nation, the well, Air Nomads, the uh, Earth Kingdom, and the Water Tribe? Yeah. How many Water Tribes are there? But they're the Water the, Tribe. The United Water Tribe in two different places. Mm, yeah, there's still Water there's Tribe. There's the Northern Water Tribe and the Southern but Water Tribe. But they're the tribe. Water Tribe. They call each other sister tribes, and they're not called just the water but they're tribe. They're sister. Yeah. Water tribe. They're on opposite ends of the planet. They okay, have no communication between their governments. Well, that's, that's the kind of thing, though, of where the, I feel like everyone different. on the outside goes like, "Yeah, you guys are all water tribe, right?" And like, well, hey, man, yeah, like we are water tribe in the northern water tribe. They're a bunch of peasants. It sounds like sounds like you guys have some internal issues that Ugh. you need to deal with because um, it sounds like you kind of forsook, forsake forsook. your entire other half of your people, jagweeds. So you're saying word. because North America and South America are both the Americas, they're the same nation. No, but it would be like say, uh, the only equivalent I have is like going, it's like Maine and Alaska going, we're different countries. 
but you guys are Americans, but right? But you're, you're, yeah, you're the U.S. Yes, yeah. It's like, well, sure, yes, but they're part of the same government, right? The North they're and Southern Water tribes. tribes don't have any communication between they their government. They don't have communication because of the Fire Nation shit birdiness. They don't have. They had it before. They say they haven't had it in a long time because of the nonsense that's been happening. <laughs> they say be, they don't say because. I will give you well, that maybe I'm it's the Fire saying, Nation's fault. I'm not saying that it was that it's always only that it's always been more. Uh, but yeah, currently, tenuous, at least the water but... tribes are split, <laughs> and I'm not convinced that every place they go by in the Earth nation kingdom is actually part of the earth nation kingdom yeah like, there is weird like they have uh like a city state government almost because like uh, yeah. king boomy is the king of omashu which is just a city state right. within the earth mm-hmm. kingdom but there is also the earth king which ostensibly rules mostly bossing say the capital city as well as all of the earth kingdom yeah um, i'm unclear yeah. on that so i won't use that as much but like yeah. for example the uh the island the the, the first Kiyoshi. island they've Kyoshi Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place seems to be completely separate. And that other place they visit where the Fire Nation has already took over and uh, that dude's dad is on is stuck on the boat where they have to use the earthbending on the coal to get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I forget what that little cheeser's name is. Um, it's like Paku. No, Paku is the waterbending master. Um, uh, God, it's going to kill me. I know that it's also It's also a tough one to say because it's kind of just like Nazi-occupied earth town but it, but there does seem to be like different organizations for each of them so right, right the, the, the fire nation is an incredibly centralized there is the fire lord yes. it is a military uh monarchy a mil- militaristic monarchy the yeah. earth kingdom seems to have the city-state system uh minus all the places in which the fire nation has territories it was an ecclesiastical like a uh, was it a ecclesiocracy in a loose ecclesiocracy for the air nomads where the monks are the spiritual leaders and therefore the political leaders, but mm-hmm. without any sort of like divine right. So it's not a theocracy. And then the water tribes have like two distinct separate forms of like tribal chieftains. Right. Yes. And then there's also the swamp people, like the, the right. foggy bottom swamp people. <laughs> That's not the name. Foggy bottoms from Banjo foggy, I was like, wow, dude, I didn't realize uh, my, I was getting off my, the Metro. Okay. <laughs> my only point with bringing this up is that it's a completely rich, tapestry of nations and cultures and stuff and and it's all you you proved my point so we're done so that's it. yeah congratulations but again like cool. beyond anything there is a, a a cultural and aesthetic as well as like the bending thing that connects these four different peoples fire air water and earth yeah there is a mad aesthetic it's fire is red earth is green water or water is blue air is white Air is dead. Like I mean, white, white and yellow. <laughs> like they wear, they all wear like yellow robes. Well, like they look like yes, the Dalai Lama. Yes. Like it's Blue, heavily yeah, inspired. Yeah, actually, you're by, right. Like, I don't know why yellow. I said white. Yeah, it's more that. Yes, which is, makes it confusing with the Kyoshi warriors because uh, it's always like, why aren't you earthbending? Oh, you just wear green and you're not earth people. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> they are Earth Kingdom people. But uh, okay, now we're gonna deep dive into some of my favorite shit. Like uh, a couple. The Avatar, two Avatars before Aang, who is the Avatar in Avatar The Last Airbender, he is the last airbender, is an Avatar named Kiyoshi, who looks like a kabuki-like um, performer, like that Warrior, sort of yeah. flowing robe with the fans and the very ornate makeup, almost geisha style. And she, there's this guy named Chin the Conqueror, who is an Earth Kingdom general with high aspirations above his station and tries to upset this balance of the world. He tries to conquer shit. And Kiyoshi is like... Oh no! I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like uh, I'm gonna. First of all, I'm gonna separate my little peninsula and make it into an island because you know I can do that. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna let you fall to your death on this cliff because you're a jackass. That's actually really right. sick. That's super cool. You, you said the last Airbender, and I've never really thought about that title. What is it? A title? They it's call the, it's, it's the full the title. Last Airbender. Yeah. Last. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not the last Airbender. He is. No, he's the, the latest Airbender. Because then there's Korra, who is an airbender, who is the last Isn't she airbender. A Sorry, I'm thinking Avatar. Yeah. yeah, Avatar, the last Avatar would be a sick title. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, why Avatar, do you call it that? I don't know. The last Avatar. This Avatar, is a circularity show. <laughs> yeah. I've only had one beer today, so maybe I'm just getting wet. Brain. It's, maybe ju- it's dude, finally it's happening. It's tough. The word bend is going to happen a lot. It's fine. <laughs> LOL. So there are like, uh, and then each of these elements, right, have sort of their own offshoots. We mentioned that uh, waterbenders can bloodbend, which is something we get late, late in the first series, uh, which is a fucking righteous power. 
Um, Earthbenders have a subset of metal bending in the original series. It, there is also lava bending that happens that later. Cool. And then like we see that lava bending has happened by the avatars before. Firebenders can also bend lightning for an That's inscrutable reason. Sick, dude. Which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, the cold cool. fire. And then airbenders... Just airbend. That's all. That, that's all they got going for. <laughs> Dude, there's enough air. It's already cool. Okay, they can figure it out with all of the air in the sky. Like, yeah, but everybody else gets the special bending. If you really, there's like that that late game unlock. Yeah, the it's this is the thing. Airbenders were just a better class overall, so their regular unlocks were fine. And they also they finished the class before they updated to start doing subclasses. So they're like. We can't go back and give them stuff because there's only one of them left and he gets all of the cool cheat codes already. There is a villain in the Legend of Korra, which I kind of wanted to avoid Legend of Korra because I, I've only I don't watched like it the, as much. I, I don't like it as much either, so I've only watched the first season, but I would like to avoid spoilers in case I do get back to it. Okay. In that case, I'll avoid the spoilers. Okay. I'll just tell you that there is a villain who through the machinations of the show gains the ability to airbend and he does all of the evil shit that you think you could do with airbending <laughs> it Ooh. is pretty rad everything in D like, you wanted to do with suffocating <laughs> people like fucking you know flying like literally flying yeah. like it's cool shit dude um so there are those elements in legend of korra uh, which is the show that takes place w- during the lifetime of the next Avatar after Aang, about a hundred years after the events of Avatar: The Last Airbender, where you see the world is like progressed, and you know what happens in peacetime when everyone has the same equitable access to technology. Like it evolves rapidly, and it's kind of like a steampunk era. It's very mm-hmm. variable in quality. Um, there are a lot of studio issues. They didn't know if they were going to be able to like keep the show going. So each. There's not as much of a nice overarching story as there is in Avatar The Last Airbender. It's very much like season one, season two, season three, very different stories. That sucks. Uh, I, hope I, mean, the, I hope the later seasons got better because the first one, the first thing they did was, no, you know what? That's yeah, another, that's dude, another it's time. It's amazing yeah, how much another time. turning into a so, Legend of Korra episode. <laughs> I did want to talk uh, about the some of the things in the first show with you guys and kind of see what you That'll be good. like. I guess yeah, the, I'd like the that. First, yeah, the first easy <laughs> one. Uh, favorite character. Favorite character. Yeah. Let's make some bold statements so, here. This is ah, oh, dude, you know I don't I don't do fa- I mean I'll I'll tell you some things I, I very much like. Yeah. Zuko has a very interesting arc, you know? It's it's pretty pretty stereotypical mm-hmm. redemption arc, but it's it is like it is long. It's hella it's, satisfying. It's not they don't make it easy. He does yeah. make <laughs> bad choices still like late in the game. You know, like season end of season two, he makes a very poor evil decision right and he's when you think he's about to turn good like they don't his honor they don't just meter, make it a kid's show right his honor meter like jumps over and it's like that was very dishonorable sort yes. of thing. Yeah. yeah so i like no. that it's it's not just simple clear-cut good guys win bad mm-hmm. guys drool you know <laughs> yeah no I, like i've got a similar answer for me my favorite characters are the iro zuko together mm. because they have like a consistent side story the entire time that like isn't continually interweaving itself with mm-hmm. the a storyline but yeah, the, seeing Zuko's redemption arc and like Iroh's progression as well, one of my favorite fucking things. Like those oh, two dude, together. Uncle Iroh should be added to the American flag. The Absa fucking lootly. <laughs> my God. I you watched. Just um, zoom in on one of the stars and it's just him <laughs> drinking some tea fucking like. Yeah. No. One of my favorites. What about you, Bri? Yeah. So at the Which moment, one of the all the characters you know okay, is your favorite? Okay. So this is the thing about this. And it's actually. It's it's hilarious how the show is hitting me now because I'm like, uh, as you've had time to look up the Wikipedia I, while no we've no been talking. I'm like a thir- no I'm literally like a third through season one at the moment. Um, but the the benefit is, and this I'll we can definitely get to a bunch of these moments that I know are totally not missing from this movie. But the movie M Night Shyamalan decided, you know what I can do? He said, you know what I can do? Ruin it. Do Sorry. the entire <laughs> first book in one movie. He tried Terrible to do, idea. He did the entire first season, or tried to, in one movie. And I looked, and I almost have every episode down as what episodes are in the movie. Because he does the first three episodes, and the third episode he cuts down to maybe five to ten minutes of total screen time. He does a version of the imprisoned stuff with the Earthbenders who can't, you know, all that sort of thing. Yeah. He does a little bit of the introduction of the blue spirit. Like, he starts talking about the blue spirit cool. stuff. 
Very cool. And then he immediately goes to the finale. Yep. Okay. Uh, so like, I, <laughs> all I will say about that movie is that it it seems like all of the people involved in creating it literally just read the Wikipedia articles. I'll be saying a lot more for the about first that movie, season. But yes. Um. Just just be like down to the point where they mispronounce all the names. I was gonna say my favorite character so far in the show is definitely Ong. Ong. As opposed yeah. to Ang. It's definitely Ang. Obviously. Well, that, I think they also say like Ong and like oh, Soka. Soka. They say Soka as well. <laughs> It's it's one of those things like it drives me insane. Like this wasn't a translation issue. This was a show produced yeah. and made in American English. Yes. And this movie was a movie made and produced in America. Like yeah. well, I don't not quite sure why we just arbitrarily decided to change the pronunciation <laughs> of some character names as well as like obviously there were always gonna be challenges translating, you know, this animated yeah. Marvel into like a live action sequence. But that challenge should have been approached with sensitivity and excitement rather than like, oh, what if we just fucking change it? Like, fuck it. You know, yeah. Man, who gives a shit? What if we just. Yeah, there are also some dis- there's some decisions around racial casting. I that was going to say I won't say are racist or necessarily wrong, but definitely suspect. So, yeah. So- <laughs> well, the show itself is obviously heavily influenced by Eastern culture, specifically like versions of feudal Japan and like older dynasties of China, mm-hmm. uh, as well as like there's a heavy Native American First Nations uh, bent to the water tribe. And the air nomads are like very clearly inspired by Tibetan monks. Exactly. So like, yeah, but M. Night Shyamalan said that saw that and goes, oh, fuck it. I'm going to make them not that. I'm going to so, make the bad guys Indians. Yeah, this the bad is, guys uh, are Indians like and all the, everybody else is Indians. white, right? Is that, yeah, is that what it was? Something like that. Like, what? what? Why the hell did we have to, like, oh, there's all this nuance. What if I just change it and make it less? This is the worst part of it. Is that, yeah, like, there's that Inuit First Nation sort of uh, aesthetic and sort of vibe with the water tribe. And there's a very, I think it's just Japanese vibe with uh, the Fire Nation. I've gotten some, you know... I've only seen, like, Zuko and Iroh and their little thing of stuff. I haven't seen too much. Um, but they're like, what if we just make the people with the darkest skin to be the very clear bad guys? And I'm like, M. Night Shyamalan! You're M. Night Shyamalan! Why are you doing this? Like, if some dumb fuck white director was like, yeah, do whatever, I'd be like, yeah, classic, whatever. M. Night Shyamalan! I'm like... What do you No, that's what makes what, me like, like squint my eyes at it. Like, I have no idea what your motivation yeah, for this it's was. Just like, confusing. like arbitrarily <laughs> re-racialize everyone. But I, I remember, do you guys remember seeing the trailer for this movie? Because I Vaguely. do. I, I forget what movie I was in, but I remember um it was a like a I remember the trailer almost shot for shot. Like yeah. it's just a uh, a single monk blonde uh, uh, bald and he's sitting in a room of candles and he does like the vaguely bagua looking moves and the candles go out and everyone goes no way no way oh my god and we see like little hints of like avatar and everyone and then finally the title card comes out like avatar the last airbender and everyone like yes oh my god directed by m night Shyamalan. <laughs> um what <laughs> like it was it was it was talks about ups and downs man it was really hot and cold on that one Yes, but we should we should get back to the to the show now, so people don't kill us. I am only talking about the movie. This is this is what I'll say in terms of character stuff. Um, Obviously, uh, I'm I I am actually a big fan, especially compared to the movie, of Ang in the show. I like him a lot. Um, I'm satisfied with Sokka and Katara. I know they have their arcs and they go their own ways, and they're just like good characters. It's good, but like to see a kid, like a he's twelve in the show. To see a 12-year-old written with such nuance who can go believably from, like, absolute goofball to, like, very serious, like, person who still has this, who still has this understanding while not just being, not necessarily a, a Mary Sue, but, like, without just being overpowered emotionally, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah. In the in the movie, I'm so sorry to bring it up again, but like they they do they make him very they make <laughs> Ang very like wise beyond his years immediately, and I'm like, when I watch the show, I'm like, oh my god, this makes so much more sense as to why the events happen the way they do because in this, Ang is actually a kid still. Like I told, it, it makes makes way more sense in the show. 
Yeah, I think in general, all the characters are made a lot stronger mm. by the many mistakes that they make. You know, because like Aang, yeah. if if you rewatch that first season after knowing everything that happens and knowing how bad the war actually is, you're like, you little asshole, yeah. stop <laughs> playing around. You have to get over to the Northern Water Tribe because shit is like, you need to fix things now. People are dying. What's what like the third about? or fourth episode where we get the first hint of that because they go to one of the, the, the air temples mm-hmm. and Sokka and Katara haven't told him that... They've like, been trying no, like, to. A but yeah, like they yeah, they've been trying to, but like your people have been like genocided. There's you are the last one. No, nah, surely that can't be possible. They couldn't have gotten them all. And he goes and he sees the body of his old master, like surrounded by the desiccated corpses of his entire people. And, and a fuckload like, of fire soldiers, by the way. Ooh. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just kill oh. a lot of them. Yeah, and immediately he enters something called the Avatar State, which is like a defense mechanism the Avatar has where he suddenly has access to all of the power of all the avatars you know like it it really is the it is the high risk high reward safety mechanism yeah Um, and he goes like fucking mad with grief and like yeah this is an incredible moment to show a 12 year old having to come with one like metonymized in his one leader but having the gravity of like i recognize that there's no one left i am alone in this world what is is Um, his master's name gyatso gyatso yeah gyatso gyatso uh I just realized, so Aang is big on not killing anyone. Towards the end of the show, he's even like, I do not want to kill the Fire Lord. I will find some way to stop him without killing him. <laughs> don't want to kill But then we Darth see Vader. that in, yeah. in that episode, Gautso murdered many fire soldiers. He's in a oh, room yeah. Well, yeah. filled with dead fire bodies because he's like, uh-uh, not me, buddy. Well, he, I yeah. mean, that's like, he's, I don't know. When a good I can, monk goes to war. He's an, I can he's only an assume he's that. He's an adult. <laughs> Yeah, he probably robbed all of their cells of their air or some crazy yeah, shit, you just, know, like, cuz he killed a lot of fire. Cuz it's it's a sorry, it's a room where there are many fire soldier bodies all surrounding them. like the final body of one. his master. Yeah, just just the one. It's not a bunch of other airbenders, it's just him. Yeah. Just no, and it's it's an interesting because we get little hints of Gyatso's character as the show progresses and we meet people who have met him and knew him and the previous avatar was a friend of his so mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons that Gyatso and Aang were so close like they have a friendship that transcended lifetimes god um, that's so strange it, it's very yeah, clear that. that Gyatso they they love the old rogue um mm. archetype in this show like Iroh <laughs> is kind of like a flirty old man and a little bit dirty sometimes but like was a general and flirt with Oh, every old lady in the show, dude. Like every time oh, that yeah. uh, Iroh sees another old lady, he flirts. That's how they get into bossing. Say, like it's just a bureaucrat. She goes, like, uh, "Can I have your passes, please?" And like, uh, "Yes, here's one for me, Lee, and the other for my uncle Mushi." You trying to tell me how to do my job? And Iroh immediately comes up, like, "Might I say, between us, that you are just a beautiful autumn flower, or something like that." And she immediately goes, like. Oh, you Prince of Thieves, you. Like, it stamps them and sends them on their merry way. <laughs> it's just, I mean, he does this shit all the time. Like, every once in a while, like, the old fortune teller in one of the episodes goes, like, hey there, handsome, how you doing? And he goes, oh, stop. And he gets their way again. Like, that's one of their favorite. And they do that with Iroh and Monkey Atso is also, like, an old rogue. Like, he's a prankster and, like, that's does they, shit to yeah. fuck with the other monks. And, of course, he's the one that Aang... Yeah, he's like the father figure to Aang and controls his training after he's revealed to be the Avatar. But they love that old rogue figure. Boomy is another one. Yeah. He's just no, a kooky right, old right. fucking man. There's yeah. the whole uh, well, White Lotus Order that is yeah, all they're old all, rogues. Yeah, they're all that's, old that's rogues. A, is this a Mortal Kombat teacher, crossover? Master John John, the fire oh bending teacher. Yeah, and uh, Master Pian Dao, uh, the swordsman. Like They're all that's in right. this uh, this fraternal organization of what seems to be like old... Old, like old, yeah, like old rogues, and old just folk. like, oh yeah, like this war sucks, and we're from all nations, and we're we just want to like fuck shit up and fix yeah. this. Like they're disillusioned play that by game. what's been happening. Yeah. Pie show, pie show. Yeah, our friend Devin, who was on the uh, Lord of the Rings episode with us, him and I have talked for years about making pie show. Uh, from what they hint in uh, in the story, and like based on what other versions of pie show people have developed outside of the show. Oh, we could definitely do that. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's like a combination between Chinese chess, Chinese checkers, um, and it seems awesome. Not Go. not Go? And Go. Go is obviously <laughs> a huge. There's also, like, the name comes from Pi Go, which is a gambling game, a uh, Chinese gambling game. 
So, like, there's elements of all that shit in there. Mm, okay. Very cool. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, one of the things I love the most about this show is world building. Like, I am, I am an absolute slut for, um, like, good world building. And this show does so much of that shit. Like, they just absolutely yes. relish in it and giving it to you. Uh, in a developmental sort of way like it feels complete and like you are actually being fed mm-hmm. rather than you know they're like they are sure on their side discovering this as they go along uh it's great like you know, just little things like pie show is one like everyone plays pie show it's just this ancient weird board game <laughs> that old men especially love to like goof around in um like the different styles of bending and like how the the, the bending arts were given to different nations like the earthbenders learned from the badger moles uh the fire nation well, learned I'm, from dragons the oof. air nomads learned from the air bison the sky bison That's and hilarious. the water tribe learned from the moon and um the oh shit the moon and the ocean spirit like how to push yeah. and pull so like that like that kind I, of shit like it's really cool to me you're skirt you're skirting by a, a topic that I, I want to mention very quickly which is like something that they put less effort into which i still find charming is that all the animals are just combinations of two real animals? Yeah, they're all chimeras. <laughs> yeah, except for the king of Bossing Say has a pet bear, and it's like an exotic animal because it's the only one it's that just isn't a, a combination. Bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they come with uh, <laughs> like like someone comes in with an invitation, like, oh, the Earth King is going to have a birthday party for his bear. You mean his platypus bear? Oh no, surely you mean his moose bear, his dolphin bear, or something like? <laughs> nope, just his. Bear? Just as bear. Just as bear. This place is weird, guys. It's <laughs> 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 very funny. It's, and it's a funny show. Like yeah. there are some legitimately funny parts that I, as an adult man having seen this, laughed at. Like it's yeah. it's, oh, fun. it's hilarious. Hilarious most of the time. I was honestly. gonna say it's more comedy than serious. I, I Yeah, at but least, when it gets serious, it brings so far, the fucking yeah. heat, dude. Oh yeah. Oh dude, it's so like again, uh, in the little moments I've had, there are moments of seriousness that you're like, oh, this Brian, is you ain't, awesome. Yeah, like it's already you ain't seen awesome. Nothing yet, yeah. man. It's dude. Wait to the finale of season one. That's dude, the, the first every time, like, awesome every season cry. finale is bananas. As someone who has seen a version of that, I am very excited to see how it is not completely <laughs> ruined for no reason oh, whatsoever. <laughs> the, you should let us know so we can watch it together because yeah. I I would love to do that. The uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, because I when I I watched Avatar a long time ago, mm-hmm. but my entire life after that is periodically rewatching the finales. <laughs> Like we Pretty we basically made our own Avatar movie, which is you just watch all oh. the finales in a row, <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful. That would dude. definitely be correct. Um, I did have I did have a question about shoot bending itself, mm-hmm. and I want to know I want to know the show's thing, and then I want to talk about another one of the differences and sort of where that puts kind of each uh, tier of bending like on a list. So how does the bending in the show formally work. It depends on the bending. It Can does? you go through a quick version of yes. the four? Yeah, so generally, and Jorge, feed yes. in. Um, generally, it's like a telekinetic power that is assisted by like an accompanying uh, martial art action right there are some people who are so good at it that they can do it with the smallest like movements of their face like there's one point where king boomy is like trapped but his face is exposed and he (laughs) brings rocks up to break him out of this steel coffin because you can do that like it's not an elegant motion but it's just enough of him squishing his face that he can throw them enough to break it apart okay a manually assisted telekinesis so you're manipulating the elements that exist Yes, you cannot. Fire bending is the only exception where they can generate fire. But it's a very advanced thing, right? No, no, no. Like fire bending, like mm-hmm. they always do that. They're just punch and fire comes oh, out. Punch right. and fire comes so, out. Um, yeah. The advanced part they, is like being able to create lightning. Well, they don't create lightning. They catch lightning and read. No, they create no, it. They too. also create it, dude. There's the advanced technique where they redirect lightning. So yeah, this is the thing. Okay, I'm glad to. I'm glad that that's uh, consi- You know, it. That's what it is. Because that that's fine. Um, the fu- this is the interesting thing because from my like logic and understanding, a bender that can produce their element seems infinitely more powerful than someone who has to rely, even though they're readily available. I'm not saying it's I, like, oh no, yeah. it's, it definitely puts someone like a firebender in a potentially more danger, like they can be more dangerous more often than not. 
if you catch a waterbender, it's you're there's places you can catch them out. Or you're you're absolutely correct, but they I will say that Uncle Iroh directly says that firebending comes from from the from the breath. Yes. So I feel like it's implied that the it, the fire is actually created from oxygen. It's right? a it's like that a manifestation in them that they're they're still able to pull out. Yeah. But yeah. the point being. As long as you can breathe, you can do firebending. It's still pretty safe. Right now, yeah. the interesting well, thing that the in the mo- same yeah, place right. that there's always air, like that's one like earth say, and yeah, water. Like, you can remove them from their element. Yeah, uh, but like with air, like no, no, it's, it's like you can create it anytime. Like cool, it's around you at any time. I have, I have a feeling that is partially why the Fire Nation genocided the air no the Airbenders, because they're like they're closest to what we can do in the sense of never having to worry about being out of their element quote-unquote like yeah again they put uh they put earthbenders on a boat with a bunch of steel in the water and they're fucked you put a bunch yeah. of waterbenders as far you know i know there's obviously water ever but like as far away from yeah i mean it, water they have both, a later episode you can fuck where they them talk up. about yeah, exactly. how they like torture and you can you can nullify those two on some level easy Air is like fuck there's air i will say that it's not they didn't specifically genocide the, the air nomads because they were more dangerous. They were trying to genocide everybody. Oh, no, no, of course. I'm they just, were just, I think they were still like, they're they on their way to do it to the water tribe and then the Earth King oh, is just huge. Oh, it was just so, convenient yeah. in terms there's, of it was their first stop on the way. Yeah. Well, there's also the implication that uh, like one, they knew, they know the Avatar cycle. Well, the Avatar is born right. into a different right, nation. Right, that's right. all, that makes more pattern. sense. So they knew he was an air nomad and conveniently the smallest of the nations gotcha. were these okay. air nomads who have just four temples like throughout the world, that's oh, it. Oh wow! Like, okay. Very, and then you know they nomad. They yeah, nomad they walk around, around there. After that, they had a loose like agricultural economy. Um, so that yeah, was like one right. easy target and the one that we needed to hit. You know, yeah. but and the, if, absolutely correct. Enough, that's why we need to rewatch this shit before we go into into detail on any of it. But, but yeah, the, well, the, the irony yeah. is like they tried to genocide the the air nomads to kill the avatar, and the only air nomad <laughs> they didn't manage to <laughs> kill is the fucking avatar. Um, is it coincidence or fate? They do talk about destiny hmm. a lot, um, and but I love it. The interesting thing is, so I still put no matter what, even regarding all these things, I would still say like firebending is like, ooh, that's a pretty scary one in terms of like, wow, they can just produce fire. Holy shit! The movie M Night Shyamalan was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be consistent with everybody. So now Stop firebenders, uh, firebenders now that's right. have to use an existing fire to do their firebending. <sighs> So they went from, I would argue, like a top tier, like an A class, maybe even an S class, depending on your thing, to like F class through the floor. Because guess what? If a waterbender goes, huh, you're out of luck. There, There is one, They, the only thing that makes that kind of cool, and there's like a brief two second moment in the movie where you're like, oh, that is kind of cool, is <laughs> towards the finale, uh, Uncle Iroh shows up and... Uh, I, I I forget who he's fighting, but he's fighting someone from the water tribe, or he's dealing with the Katara Zuko fight or something. Maybe even Aang. And he fucking produces fire from his hands. And all of the fire people are like, oh my fucking God, he just produced fire. Holy shit. And I'm like, when I watched the movie at first, I'm like, oh, that is pretty cool. And now I watch the show and I'm like, oh, he did a move. That's the lamest yep. thing that's ever happened. They they do make him a little cooler. Iroh yeah. has the honorary title of the Dragon of the West, and yeah. there's a part in the season two finale. He goes like, "Do you know why they call me the Dragon of the West?" And Azula, uh, the one of the main Uncle villains, Iroh, like, played by William Shatner. I know. Well, I don't want to like. I'm not gonna do Mako or the other actor's voice because it's a good choice. It was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, and Azula goes like. Uncle, we don't have time for anecdotes right now. Actually, it's more of a demonstration. And he just and he, you know, breathes fire yeah. at a bunch of people all at once. Like, oh, this is fucking radical. We've never seen someone do this in this show yet. This is intense. It's no, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even I'm not even casting aspersions on Uncle Iroh. I think he's cool no matter what. Even in that fucking bad movie, they kind of make him OK. Um, but He'd be fighting Admiral Zhao, by the way. That's the Admiral Zhao, thank fight. you. That is exactly what it is. It's fucking. Mm. It's it's not. Um, I forget his name, but it was the guy who was on the Daily Show. Is Commander Zhao in the movie? John um, Stewart? No, 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 no. I forget his name. <laughs> let me let me see if I can find it. Um, cause it's all cause I know Cliff Curtis is. Oh, and by the way, I haven't seen him at all in the show, but. 
from my understanding is the Fire Lord is not seen too often in the show. No. No, you don't get him speaking uh, until the very last episode of the first season. Wow, goddamn, I know this show well. Okay. Um, and then, then you, it's revealed to you who else could possibly voice the worst villain in the show but Mark fucking Hamill. Oh. Crushes it, dude. Oh, crushes it, dude. Scrooge McDuck, dude. That's so yeah. fucking good. And then <laughs> oh my the universe God. provides you to me as an act of providence. <laughs> like, it's so oh. good, dude. But, like, so he, I assume he's, like, not necessarily Dr. Claw, but, like, he's always, like, cast in shadow or, like, you just see a hand. Until or, the... Like, it, he is up until the third season, in which he gets a lot more FaceTime. Okay, yeah, in this movie, he just show, he's just a guy, and he just shows up. Like, he's just walking down a hallway. No. By the way, it's it's Asif Manvi. That's the guy's name. Who, oh, okay. He yeah, was, yeah he was on The Daily Show for a little bit. He was doing a couple things. Yeah, he's Commander Zhao, which is hilarious, as I have seen Commander Zhao now in the show. And I'm like, what? I don't understand this movie's decisions. Anyway. Yeah. Commander slash Admiral Zhao is like he is a he's a great season one villain. Yeah, he is. He's great. a great he's little great. dick lord. Like he's just yeah, he's power hungry and a climber and you know trying everything. Like oh yeah, like I'm gonna fuck up this plot. I'm gonna try to destroy the moon. Yeah, like, he like, does like cool like wild yeah, fucking dude, his, shit. His season end one end of season one plan is completely bananas. That's so awesome, and it almost fucking works. Like he that's goes, what's yeah, so goes, fucking cool. He was true villain, and it takes full fucking <laughs> awesome power to take him down. I will say, I, I am a big fan of the show's writing, but I will say there are moments where, like the like, it's a kid show, and there's some like obvious exposition just falls out on accident, and Commander Zhao is one of them because, but it had enough of a reason of I'm poking at Zuko and I'm purposely trying to like incite him, where he was just like. Your father, the Fire Lord, would be really upset that you, Prince Zuko, failed to capture the Avatar for two years. And I'm like, yes, I we, get it. We just I, call I, that economy. <laughs> you know, it's just a con. They've got 22 minutes. You know, they got to yeah. make I, I will, double work. But I will venture as far as to say that Avatar The Last and Airbender and as Bender. a kid's show <laughs> is still much better than many, many good adult animes. And yeah. not just like for a kid's show. I mean, just like. Equal footing across the board. I am, well, I am unironically thing. enjoying it right now, like uh, with no well, nostalgia behind it. Oh yeah, like Avatar yeah. Uh, joins the ranks of several other things that are like meant for children. When just like, no, 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 you can take this subject seriously, like the subject matter seriously, and present it in a way that is not only digestible to kids but is compelling to adults at the same time. It's Pixar's entire artistic mm. model. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they it do takes it. I gotta say. Job. I think they go a step further because even something like Gravity Falls, for example, which y'all know I I fucking love, uh, and I think adults can definitely enjoy it in that same way. Avatar is just good for adults; like it's just yeah, it, it's it is just a good, it's a good story anime, basically. You know, that is an argument um, that some people have online, and I don't really care one way or the other. Um, the argument usually goes like it's not an anime because it's made in America, and other people go like it's clearly in an anime style. Who gives a shit? Um, you guys like have any strong feelings about that? Don't care one way or the other. Yeah, neither yeah. do I. Yeah, I feel like there's a technical answer. Like there is a technical answer via the definition, but I'm I not gonna. I'm not gonna sweat it. Basically, yeah. I only compare it to anime because we don't have very many like serious adult fantasy cartoons in that style. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah, and there are definitely anime moments, especially in season three. They start dropping some anime jokes, which I fucking love uh and they crack me up uh whenever because it's like brief little things like just the way that they frame something and it's super dramatic for like four seconds <laughs> and it's like cool anime came through here but it is also like a triumph of american animation like cell yeah. block animation in a really cool way um granted a south korean studio did a lot of the animation for some of the more intense bits Oops. which they got periodically for cora uh, but that's just like b-team stuff um Oh, like but second unit like directing. A, yeah, I got Like it. I got second you, I got unit um, stuff. And they that you can always tell in Korra when they got that same studio to do it because it looks incredible <laughs> and it looks amazing. And there's no, there's hardly any computer assisted animation in it. Um, but that's something that I miss. Uh, before I watched Avatar this time, I watched a couple of clips from Eon Flux, which wow. was an MTV cartoon in the 90s. Uh, kind of like the last. 
like another adult show. Like clearly it was MTV. It was meant for adults, but it was animated. And it was in the same style of like the X-Men cartoon, like that same very angular black line American cell block television style. And it's great. And then you see like how fluid and wonderful something (laughs) like Avatar is like, no, we got to capture motion all the goddamn time. So we're going to make these incredibly delicate movements in this uh, antiquated style. Like it's great. Like it's a wonderful it's a wonderful celebration of the art of animation. I don't know, man. The Spider-Man 90s cartoon was that same style, Shut and up. they caught lots of action, dude. It was nothing <laughs> but action. Yeah. High flying adventures. <laughs> but that was like the last bastion of uh, when America, like, oh, wait, when you think of animation now, like the biggest producers of animation are the Japanese. Anime is huge, outpaces yeah. like American animation or man- animation from any other country by leaps and bounds. And the last time America... Uh, as was like the leader in artistic production, like in terms of amounts, was like the 90s. Because um, then like Japan went on like a, a mission of like, no, this is going to be our cultural export. We are going to start supporting anime and manga, and we're going to make sure that this gets into Western audiences. Uh, we, you see a lot of that happen with Toonami uh, as an introduction, yeah. like where all of us first learned about anime. I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, as well as like you starting to see like mangas and things on what? the bookshelves of Book Barnes and Noble. Excuse me, Jorge. Sorry, I shook my head at yeah. learning about anime from Toonami. How did you? And learn? it's only because uh, I would say that Dragon Ball Z was a lot more popular in Peru before here. Word. Even oh, though sick, we were <laughs> we were getting episodes down there way later than we were getting them here. That's <laughs> hilarious. So I remember. No, was it later? Or was it earlier? Even I don't. I remember watching uh, Trunks get sliced in half, or Mecha Frieza getting sliced in half by, by trunks. future Trunks in Peru, either way before or way after <laughs> it happened here. Either either of those are very funny, so I'll take. It. Yeah, so I originally watched a lot of it in Spanish, and that's where I actually know about anime from. Sorry for the weird like bit of patriotism. Like, yeah, this is cool that America did this. We're we're watching The Crown right now, um, me and Emily, and we just saw an episode with the Kennedys. John F. Kennedy played by Michael C. Hall, by the way. Fucking um, Dexter is awesome. JFK. Woo! Get the fuck out and of here. he fucking nails it, dude. Really? I I, I I didn't look up the actor they got to play Jackie Kennedy, but she was incredible and looked just fucking like Jackie oh, O. Like, holy <laughs> Christ. Um and but he does the voice, he does the accent and everything, and it's they do the same, like, oh, these are complicated and flawed characters. And there was a part of me instantly, nope, those, that is our problem. You do not touch yeah, the Kennedys. <laughs> that is our fucking deal. Only we like, can yeah, make fun of he, that. He might have been a bastard, but he's our fucking bastard. He's- you leave him alone. <laughs> There's a lot to it. It's very hard to not talk a bunch about I, it I right now. I was going to say, are we doing, how many JFK episodes are we about to do? Like... <laughs> Really no, holding back like, over here. Oh, Don't be wrong. Dunk. There was there was the old style Uh-oh. of scandal where things were happening behind the scene, but at least like the virtuous version of the president, if not a little hint of roguishness, was what the public saw. Versus now, Taylor, where you're, all the quiet oh, parts. Loud. You have you have a you have a can of worms under your foot with a crowbar, and, and you're just trying to fucking know. pop that shit yeah. open, yeah. bust that shit I open. No, it was, no, no, it no, was no, a very no. funny we're, moment because I was like Emily looked over and I'm in tears at like you know because they the J of course they addressed the JFK assassination in this episode. I'd hope so. And I'm like, oh, my God. They gave Michael C. Hall this incredible speech about, you know, we have to (laughs) become moral leaders of the world and we're failing and we're more divided than ever. Like, I know you guys are really, really putting, like, it's kind of on the nose here for right now. And I really love it. But it's a lot. I'm an American and he was Catholic. I miss JFK. (laughs) (laughs) And And he was Catholic. It it literally pulled every street. Because they say that, like, and so ends the life of America's first Catholic president. I'm like, yeah, God, you guys even made it a line. I do. Just, oh, did they did they include the part where Jackie O had held on to his no, brain and tried to stop. hand it to the doctor? Oh, my God. No, but they did talk about, uh, they played <laughs> stuff from the, the newscasting and about, like, oh, as she cradled his head and she Poor still is wearing the pink Chanel suit please. with his blood on it. And the queen goes like, oh, my God, is she doing that intentionally? It was, oh, God, it was a really good episode. Okay. Um, I was also go USA because John Lithgow plays good, Winston so Churchill and nails it in still that show. I, and I, we're still not talking about Avatar. Back it, to it. It's amazing. Sorry. I was I was gonna latch on to speaking of heartstrings when you hit that thing, and then you just went to brain matter in hand. So I really don't have a good hook anymore. But speaking of heartstrings, because you ripped mine out and fucking played the violin on him with that disgusting shit. Yeah, it's super sad. Um, yeah. it's very sad. Uh, 
I do, uh, again, to kind of speak to this show as, like, a little bit of a kid's show, how much of, because there's a little bit of it in season one, is there a lot of, like, schmaltzy heartstring stuff with this show? Because the one thing that hit hard for me was episode two, or I think end of episode one, maybe episode two, because it's a two-parter, where Aang is like, oh, I've clearly caused a ruckus, whatever, and Katara's like, he's fine, everybody shut up, he's not the problem, and Sokka's like, I can't tell you how much he's a Fire Nation spy and he's going to fucking <laughs> ruin everybody's day. And Aang is like, I'm causing an issue. I got to go. I'm so sorry. And he hops on, or he's about to hop. Yeah, he hops on to Appa. And the, Katara's like, goodbye. It's a very quiet thing. And one of the little tiny children, because all of the adults are gone from this tribe's uh, village because they're all at war. It's just the elderly and children with Sokka and Katara as the only like teenage, you know, sort of, I guess, uh, active like youth sort of of yeah, age. Yeah, they were people. too young to go to the they're, war, yeah. but they are definitely the oldest kids. They're at the just time. too young to go to the war, but they're old enough to like be that sort of teenage thing. And one of like the four year olds just runs up and goes, ah, like she's actually it's just, Ang, don't go. I'll miss you. And I just. My hand just went up to my eye and was like, "Get this out of here! Get oh, this buddy, you, out of here!" You ain't you ain't fucking Buckle. seen nothing yet. Oh, there's a no. there's an episode late late in the late in the game called I think it's Tales from Bossing Say where there's season an uncle mid season two. There's an Uncle Iroh segment. That's all I will say. Oh, you better fucking harden your heart. No, dude. watched it twice on. in the last week. That episode specifically wept because because i could not even begin to list out to you all the insanely good heartfelt moments in this the other one to look out for and this is for our audience yes. too there's an episode i was trying to come up with uh, and i'll ask you guys in a second i was trying to come up with a list of my favorite episodes because there are some that are self-contained mm-hmm. and there are some that are story episodes and a lot of them like really stand out as like this was good um and there's one called zuko alone in the second season which uh, that title alone that's awesome yeah, okay. just that title alone where it just focuses on zuko and you get a lot of his backstory for the first time okay and it's again like zuko himself he makes a decision that you can understand and agree with and somehow it still blows up in his face oh. and it, it's <laughs> like I, that one just weeping weeping oh, it might no. be my favorite episode if not Top yeah, five. So to the point where that little kid running up to Aang is fucking nothing. He's dude. not even that registered is, oh, yeah. on the stage. Bush League. Well, yeah, Bush yeah. League. The problem, I mean, quarantine's fucking getting to me when it's like, oh, I haven't seen like a person. Like, I haven't seen a person in like two weeks. Oh my God. So, like, any emotional thing on right now, if anybody wanted to get me into rom coms or something to like make <laughs> me into. Just you, a list. you could send them my way now, and I would be like, "These are the greatest movies ever." He came back. <laughs> he wrote her every day. Ah, like that would Hugh be Grant understands her. <laughs> <laughs> Rick from The Walking Dead wrote all of those postcards and kept throwing them over the back. Well, it was anyway. Sorry, I'm. That's uh, a <laughs> Love Actually. Lincoln. That everyone. is Love Actually. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, I just call him Rick from Walking Dead because yeah, that's, that's just what he is. is. Yes, yeah. we we are also big fans of romantic comedies. <laughs> yeah, it's that's it's um, excellent hungover fodder. But the point being oh, is, I'm man. clearly going to love this show because if there's any level of emotionality like that, um, I'm clearly in the mood for it at the moment. Oh yeah, Brian, better add better um, add Kleenexes to your shopping list, buddy. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, might as well just get it by the roll here. Bro. Oh no. Um, I've got <laughs> one for Kleenexes you. Kleenexes by the roll. <laughs> that would that's you so dark. To- you, you got to focus on Avatar in the next two weeks, but if you need a rom-com to start you off, Sleeping with Other People um, with oh. Allison Brie and Jason Sudeikis. It's on Netflix right now. Oh, okay. Best romantic comedy that I've ever seen. I've watched it with Damn. Jorge and Shannon the first time, and it's incredible. Uh, I'm showed gonna it to call Emily, it, and she wept. I'm going to call it completely forgettable because I literally don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's really, really good. Forgettable. Just, forgettable nice. Incredible. They go down smooth. You know, they're enjoyable. I can't say that there's any particular one that is they, that, that gets that gets me super hard. They come you know? in fast and go yeah. down smooth. Yeah. I come in for the comedy and the lack of conflict. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that just everything's a bunch going of right. middle class white people pretending they've got a problem. <laughs> and there's always a friend who's a better character who gets shafted. There's... Sometimes you just want your coffee with nothing but milk, dude. It's yeah, and that's exactly what that. My God, oh my God, I am gonna become a film critic, and I'm just gonna <laughs> use that line sometime to describe a romantic comedy. 
Okay. Cool. So, <laughs> is that, are we? I think for today, that's all we've got in us. On the topic of our, uh, of are we, <laughs> of friends? Avatar. Are we friends? Avatar the last Avatar airbender. the last airbender. Avatar the friends. friends, are we? Avatar the friends, we friends. Avatar the last are we friends, Bender. Air, air. The last are Oh, we I mean, friends, yes. Bender. The last are we friends, Bender, is... <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say yes, because I'm going to watch the show now. Like, I'm going to binge the shit out of it. I was super tempted to to clown on Brian about not having seen enough. And but, I'm going to watch the, the movie again. The level of appreciation was high enough that, one, yes, we are friends. Two, I will also be watching the movie again. And three, I am going to finish <laughs> this rewatching of the show as well. I am going to continue to pick out episodes that I want to watch. I'm probably going to watch Tales of Bossing Say and Zuko alone as soon as we get off this call. I will never watch that movie. And uh, watch that movie, I love dude. the show. Yes, we are friends. So, Hell yeah. Tied that up with a nice little bow, almost as well as the show ties its whole overarching story up at the end. So uh, if you want to find this, anything like this, um, or any other of our content, you can always find us on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends. And keep an eye out this week in particular as we start to tell you more details about our new upcoming live show, Outlaws and Old Ones. Yeah, we'll also be sending that that link out over social media because it's not quite ready. We might have some even larger shit out on the horizon, so watch out for that. Um, still, you'll, you'll, you'll see about the Twitch show. We'll, we'll say more yeah. in the future. Absolutely. You can also find out any information on our episodes on our website, r-we-friends.com. Dot com. Dot com. I have been your earth-bending fire warden, voiced by George Decay, co-host, Taylor. I'm your boomerang-throwing co-co-host, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you after 100 years of being locked in an iceberg next week. Yep, yep.